Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the Marketing Minds at DeConvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peak. We're here, episode 111 with Julie and Bryce. Hey, In case either one of them go missing, uh, well, Julie shouldn't go missing, but there's some no. pretty nasty thunderstorms flying around Bryce. Uh, I even forget sometimes where everyone is, so I don't expect the audience to remember <laughs> because we're in, I think, 10 different states here. But Bryce is currently over in the Virginia Beach area, soon soon to be San Diego area. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds... Virginia, Virginia Beach is really nice though, right? Like it's... Mm-hmm. it's I've never been, obviously. Yeah. It's just down here. I love it. Um, I love because it's only three mount or three hours to the mountains too. So I Best that was both that worlds. is really nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, we're like twelve hours to the mountains. So that's yeah. that's neat. Yeah, Virginia <laughs> beaches are about the point where I start considering them real beaches. Like from an Ohioan's perspective, you've got Virginia down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Gulf Shores area, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then the West Coast doesn't count. Texas doesn't count. And certainly anything <laughs> north of Virginia, just because there's sand does not make it a beach, especially if you have young children. Uh, yeah. I've been to Bethany Beach and Rehoboth and places further up north. And even when it's warm, it's, you're just, I don't know. It's so just, just not, freezing? Like what's the, um, what don't you like about it's it? It's just, I've never uh, been, so I don't. Yeah, I don't, I haven't really put enough thought into it. I shouldn't have even brought it up, to be honest. <laughs> but I, I just don't. I've, there's no that's desire funny. in me. I think people who grew up in that area, that's just where they've always gone as a family. Used, but yeah. now when you have a family, if that's not your habit, why you would you to, go there? So write yeah. us at show it, do you convert and explain why Yeah, I need to get... I think you guys on the East Coast, it's beach. freezing. The water is always freezing. Yeah, see, right now on the Gulf I don't even Coast, consider the like West a, Coast a beach like a because bat. there's no waves. Yeah. All right, the West that's half true. of Florida. No, I, just call like it, I call it the, the Lake of Mexico instead of the Gulf. Manatees. Manatees are fun. Around. Okay. Oh, we always have some weather talk on the show because Andrew, being in Florida, loves to talk about weather. He's like an 85-year-old grandpa. <laughs> Next, he's going to ask about <laughs> gas prices. And, oh, and man, What's your gas it. prices like there, Julie? I haven't left the house in a while, so I have no idea what gas prices are like. What are they? <laughs> Let's move on to story time. And um, Andrew, I don't know if this is what you were wanting to start with, but Talk about this. Where did you even find it, first of all, what you showed us all earlier today? I'm not going to say exactly where I found it. Okay. Um, the pool, but I found it on Facebook that someone shared another builder's success. And so there's like there's a lot of things to this. So it's a, this builder is running a free pool promotion. And it's a really nice looking pool, like with pavers, like it's done really nice. And I'm like, what in the world? And they talked about sales and all this stuff. And I, I don't want to get too... No. Okay, now I understand. It's like, wait, I don't understand. Now I'm understanding. Yeah, but yeah. but essentially, it's like, look at this builder. They did amazing. They're giving this free pool away with every home, or I'm sure it's certain lots and then certain floor plans. So I'm sure that's like the higher higher price. I hope at least there's some there's some gating on on which homes get the free pool. But I'm like, what in the world? Like that's a lot of money. Like that's probably a forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollar option, and they're giving it away for free right now in June when. Most builders, if they're in a good position, yeah, have record months. 
right? Am, am I crazy to think like the that single, is like stupid? The single largest do? increase in any adjective added to the homes for sale search yeah. is with a pool. So certainly the builder has tapped in to that. But my sarcastic response was, you know, people sometimes, I haven't actually heard anybody say this because I think they, if they know what I do, they don't want to say it. But if, if someone's thought process is that good marketing is expensive, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand because that's really expensive. That free pool seems expensive. That's yeah. I don't know what the, the builder cost is. I was trying to guess at that. I'll, I'll find out what it costs to actually build a pool, but like, that's a lot to add to the cost per sale. Like, yeah. That's and a lot Becca made a good ads. point. That's not going to show up in the line item in your budget as a marketing expense is going to be put to the house cost or, or something else. But a lot of times people will ask about whether in my budget process, I include realtor commissions in that marketing budget or not. Generally, no. It's still helpful to look at that as your total cost of sales, uh, total sales and marketing expenses. But incentives and promotions, some builders have that line item. And I just think it's weird that you would have that as a pre-built-in line item in a budget that we, are, we just know that we're so inconsistent at this. <laughs> That we're just going to budget in having to give away. And it's a, it's a strategy. I just think it's a very expensive and haphazard strategy. Yeah, Especially in the best housing market of all time. Let's not even talk about the... From, from now until hopefully this never changes. But whenever the pandemic's over, we don't even have to say the word pandemic anymore. We can just talk about the period we live in as the best housing market of all time. There you go. That's good. Good. But why give away a free pool in the best housing market I, of all time? I don't know. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, and it even mentioned that they had had a great sales month. So it wasn't that they weren't, yeah. they weren't also having great sales right now. They, Causation yeah. or correlation, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. That's why, that's why we talked a couple weeks ago about be careful what you're testing and what you're doing. Because even if it's not a good idea, it's going to work. And that can it, set it, some yeah. unintended feedback loops in the system. And then I, I have one... Super quick, small story, but I, this was also on Facebook. I saw a builder. I think she listens. I won't call her out. I think she listens. They were having a meeting and it was like pros and cons of floor plans. And I'm like, this is perfect like content, not for sales training, but for like the buyer, mm. like going through each yeah. floor plan. I'm like, oh my goodness, like the content's right there. So I think people sometimes struggle or just overthink like, oh no, what do I produce for? our buyers. And it's like, you're probably doing it every day, every week. If yep. you look at what the sales team is talking about. And this is right why there. you've got to get out into the field on a regular basis as a marketer. In fact, I was talking to someone earlier uh, this month and they've been in home building for maybe a year or so, but as a, as a marketing coordinator, essentially, they've been relegated to the office and just mm. clicking buttons and looking at reports. And I was explaining to them now that they are the marketing manager, how they need to get out in the field and get more exposure. And, and they were super excited to even just consider that there could be more to their job than sitting in the office or sitting at home doing office work. And part of that is, I'll, I remember Lori Africa and Megan Smith, uh, now Megan Cavanaugh, talking in a model home. And we were going through their prospect list. And I was there with the regional sales manager just listening. And they were explaining how you know one specific floor plan, they could always get people who were in a certain situation to consider it because the hallways were just a little bit narrower, made all the bedrooms bigger. And so for, for families who were concerned about bedroom size, 
this floor plan compared to another floor plan. It was just a slam dunk. And you would never... I mean, how would I know that as a marketer never. without listening to that conversation? But then to your point, Andrew, being able to find creative ways to pull that content out and talk about that on, on the website as well or in other content or... You know, um, Ideal Homes has a podcast where they talked about pros and cons of different features. Yeah. All that conversation. Is I think there could even be a, a podcast episode if you're a builder with a podcast, like on a single floor plan. You don't have to go through every floor plan, but your top mm -hmm. six or something. Because the person considering, say, two floor plans will probably listen for 30 minutes why this is the most popular, second most popular floor plan. We also, when we were at Ideal Homes, did some video walkthroughs. So we just took our tours we already had, walked through them, added some audio, and people liked them. And we were just talking about whatever there was to talk about, you know, kitchens or whatever. So there's just opportunities. And that didn't take very long at all just to sit at your computer, record something, mash it together, and just give, yep. you know, the tours were already there. It was just a new way to present the same asset we already had. So what I love about that is... We talked about that publicly at the first online sales and marketing summit in Dallas in 2015. Hey, do a screen recording of a Matterport tour and add your extra audio layer of content and context on top of that to create something more unique and less, less hard for the consumer to absorb because you're just hitting the play button and watching it. I didn't see anyone do it until you guys started doing that in, I think, 2018. Mm -hmm. And then ironically, what was the main tool that everyone was using and how are they selling virtually? Hey, let's get on a screen share call and I'll pull up my Matterport and I will talk to you, but mm -hmm. it's not recorded. It's live, right? And so that there's, and this will bring me back to my last old man point of the week is how many <laughs> times people would come to and say, Kevin, can you just tell me who else is doing this? Like, it sounds like a good idea. Who else is doing it? What does that have to do that's, yeah. with any of it? I don't Yeah, I don't that's know. weird. Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes I it, it does like, if you're committing millions of dollars to a project or even thousands of dollars to a project, but free screen recording tool, Matterport, I already have. That's a question. your time or something. You know, who else has been doing this? I don't, I don't think you need to ask that one on that particular project. And, and the secret on some of these things is not to overthink it. Yeah. You know, I, you could sit there and record it 10 times until you didn't stumble a single word and said exactly what you wanted to say. Or <laughs> you can just be real, you know, record it, make sure the quality is decent. Mm -hmm. Try your best not to say anything stupid and get it out there. I think sometimes we overthink and try to make it too perfect. People just want the content, you know, do your best, make it good, but don't, don't get hung up on it being perfect quality. And you made some of those, I think, right, Julie? <laughs> I did, and they were not perfect. <laughs> but people liked cool. them. People, yeah. But so they're more perfect than a complete it. absence of information. Exactly. There you go. Mm -hmm. yep. Be purposed and reused. Yeah. Exactly, Bryce. Repurposing content you already have and getting it out there. Okay, can we just wrap up though by going back to, to just a close? Like this episode brought to you by Stop Doing Promotions and Incentives of Any Kind in the Best Housing Market of All Time. Period. Yeah, the good. end. That's good. The end. Done. Fix your base pricing, fix your product, reprice the inventory home if you were way out of the market, but you do not need incentives or promotions as of right now, July 23rd, 2020. Stop Preach. it. Okay. <laughs> Julie, rescue us from, from my rants. Okay. Well, what I was going to talk about today is just, I think coming from the client side, you know, I was with a builder for 15 years and coming over here, 
one of the things I've learned in the last month is that, you know, there's always things that we're intimidated by. I think there are certain tools, Google Ads, Facebook, Unbounce, Lasso, CallRoute. There's certain ones that we feel really comfortable in mm-hmm. and we like to get in there and tinker around. And there's other ones, if you're like me, that we're like, Ugh, I don't want to break anything. I don't want to, you know, I'm like, I don't want to mess up Andrew, Kevin and Becca's hard work by getting in there and trying to change something and breaking something. But what I've learned just being here is you have to get in there to really learn it. And what I thought of is like when you're trying to explain TikTok to your great aunt or Twitter and it just doesn't make sense and you have to tell them, just get on there and look around and play around and you'll get it. That's how some of these tools are. So whatever that tool is that you're scared of and you don't want to touch because you don't want to break it, just start small. You know, instead of just boosting a Facebook ad, put it put a Facebook post in there and then go through the ads editor and make it an ad that way. You know, you can start small like that if you're uncomfortable with it. Yeah. You know, we're happy to help people and do some of these things for them and take that off their plate. But if you're scared to touch it at all, just start small and start tinkering around with it. That's the only way you're really going to learn. And the more you're in there, the more you start seeing how you can do things differently specific to your builder because you begin understanding what all is it's capable of. That makes sense. It makes complete sense. And that's where it's one of those situations where even if you're working with a company as a partner on this stuff, one plus one can equal five. If you, the person at the home building company, have access to the accounts and can do what Julie's talking about. Because it just it frees up your your resources on both ends when each side can take the the silly example I cite all the time is just pricing changes legitimately will take you longer to write an email about pricing updates, unless it's across the board price increases, which you know how we all feel about that. That's another form of laziness. I feel like we could make a little coffee table book called like the top 10 ways that home builders are lazy. <laughs> Those two promotions and incentives in the best housing market of all time. And across the board, price increases or decreases are that's that's definitely got to be at the top of the list for sure. But it will take you longer to write that email of these four communities need their prices changed than going in and making those small adjustments. The other thing that that reminded me of Julie is we talked with a builder almost on the border of Mexico this past week, and she was concerned. This is a marketing manager who feels like she may need a team of three. Right now, she has a team of one and a half. So she feels a little bit behind the eight ball, but talking about the training and our approach to that, and she was very stressed out about how can we do training with one hour call once a month? How is that going to work? And so, well, of course, we talked about email support and telephone support and impromptu calls, screen recordings, all that. But she was still just like, I don't understand. And, and it finally helped to explain to her that it's all about the repetition. And I think that's what you're saying, Julie, is you got to get in there and not even try to do something new every time, but just start flexing those muscles and getting comfortable doing the same thing over and over. So no, you're not going to learn it all in a week or a month or a quarter, but it will start compounding on itself. The, the growth will become exponential. And then you get to the point where you're not even really worried about what you may or may not break because you're really thinking at a higher strategic level, which is when it gets exceptionally fun. and and goes beyond math and you know graphic design to true problem solving. Yeah, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. You just realize the the capabilities get bigger 
the more you learn. So yeah, yeah, don't yeah. be scared of it. Well, and it's been super impressive to watch yeah. you as someone who has 15 years of experience. It'd be very easy to like pretend we got it all or you know what I'm saying? It just your willingness. And that's, that's big part of it. The bit, one of the biggest impacts on whether we can help someone grow or not is their willingness to not try to pretend that they do know it all. You know, you'd have to be very comfortable with your uncomfortable lack of understanding or knowledge in order to really grow quickly. So that's awesome. Okay, Bryce, what do you got for us? So over this past week, I've noticed that I built more and more landing pages solely for builders whose websites aren't converting. You've been busy. Um, yeah. So I just want to kind of reassure everybody that like utilizing landing pages is a great option if you're noticing your website not converting. Um, and maybe that will allow you to provide data back to your manager or your Yeah. It's a great way to make... I mean, it's you are solving two problems with one. Why do we need a new website? I don't understand. That's why I keep coming back to trying to sell someone the donut hole when they can see the whole donut. It's like, why do I yeah. need this? I've got a donut. But but the hole, yeah, but that thing doesn't exist. There is no hole. Like it's the it's the absence of donut. So <laughs> when you when you've got a landing page and you can show the results, you're solving that donut hole paradox. Let's lame it, give it an official paradox sounds more official, like I didn't just make it up. And I think the fun thing with the landing pages, you know, the application of using them and then seeing if I only change one variable on them mm-hmm. and you watch the conversion rate drop in half or a third, you just know in your head, you know, like, okay, that's what caused it. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you go from coming soon, no commitment whatsoever to, yeah. hey, now we're selling, come make an appointment, the landing page, because there's no other variable whatsoever. Like, you know, that, that's, that's what caused the yeah. drop in conversion, which is expected because it's a different, different thing, but yeah. yeah. And the, uh, some of the situations you're working on are with where the current site is so terrible. It's, it's kind of like Linneo when we talked about her, one of her old sites and she just built a landing page for every that's community. <laughs> some, some of them are in that scenario or where it's being held hostage by an organization who's refusing to, to update and, and do things the right way. And so you're trying to bridge that gap. The other thing that I think is interesting, I don't know if we've ever talked about on the podcast is there is some benefit too to having landing pages simply because no organic traffic can go to them as long as you make sure you check the box that says not to be indexed by Google because then you're also proving the the result of ad campaigns that are running so oftentimes you're looking at this blended picture of organic traffic that made it to the homepage and then navigated to that community and this is another way to kind of clear out some of the noise when you're so so I think for a testing purpose mm-hmm. in almost any instance, landing pages can be a really great, great tool. For sure. Yep. Awesome. My first story is stop with incentives and discounts. Enough already. Okay. And that's my first story. Cut it. My second story stop it. is probably as close to self-promotion as we'll ever get. But I think this is interesting. There's a new home pending sales index put out by Zonda. Myers research. Uh, Allie Wolf put this on LinkedIn, which is where I see it because everything that Allie does or says, I watch, not because I'm a stalker, but just because she's incredibly smart and went to Ohio State. Relaxing. So those oh, are go. two things that I really enjoy. But well, the stat that really caught my eye was that according to their data, and they've got data from more builders than I even know exist, is that on average, pending home sales increased from June 2020 compared to 2019 by an average of 18.2%. And that sounds pretty good. You know, we're in the middle of the greatest housing market ever, though. 
And so that's still a, I mean, percentages are always interesting numbers. That's, that's, you know, relatively small, but that's as a percentage growth, that's huge. What's interesting is when I did the same analysis and I started just with three random builders for a, a builder 20 presentation that I was doing, and I wanted to focus on builders of certain size for that builder 20 meeting, the three builders I picked at random were up uh, 103, 180, and 132. And that just got me thinking when I saw that article, I wonder what do you converts average is. And I still have about a third of the builders to go through, but so far with two thirds in, we're at 73% uh, increase wow. January, 2020 over 2019. And it's incredible. No one we work with is giving away a free pool. No, nope. so no, you would have a meltdown. <laughs> rightfully so. <laughs> like, wait, how many pools did you give away this month? 50, right. 50 times exactly. 20,000 cost. It's a million dollars. Yep. All right, let's shift over to the news. That crazy sound that sounds like thunder is thunder, but we don't want to lose Bryce unless it gets really bad. So just just deal with the sound quality. Yeah. All right. Summer rain. First news idea or news news article is not a one that we can link to, but I couldn't remember Andrew if we had done a PSA on this or not. There is an agency out there that is emailing home building companies and and making it look like they are working on behalf of Redfin to reach out to home building companies and offer them advertising opportunities. And that, as far as we can tell, Redfin does not offer direct advertising opportunities. There is no official partnership with any agency. What's happening is that this agency is selling you Google display ads that are shown on Redfin at a markup so that they can make a profit. So if you have fallen prey to that, I would recommend you call them back and say, thank you, but no thank you. Come sue me because you're a liar or something like that. That Mm. might be too strong. I don't want to get sued myself. Maybe they're just (laughs) misunderstood. But you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be spending that money. And if you get that email, just go ahead and delete it. Save yourself some trouble. Now there is just a reminder. And one of our good friends, Gary Hendrickson, sent me a note because he had seen this for the first time. And at the time when he reached out to me yesterday, I couldn't really remember it either. But then I did a quick research, and this has been around since 2014, but Redfin does have a partnership with New Home Source to show home builder listings on Redfin. It's only going to show you that in the very, very small area of the email you get from the lead source, where it came from. It'll tell you if it came from Realtor.com or New Home Source, or if it's a recommended lead or not a recommended lead. It'll, it should say Redfin in there as well. But there is builder home builder exposure on Redfin via New Home Source if you use that platform. So... Just uh, just a quick PSA on that front. Okay, let's hop into some articles. First one here from TechCrunch. Facebook raises its Zoom game. Let's messenger rooms broadcast via live. So yeah. Zoom, not sure how, because originally they were not the best product. So they've, they've, done, they've come a long way, but Zoom is now the ubiquitous platform. And Facebook said, let's get in on some of that with mm-hmm. this, this option. What do you guys think? Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting because it keeps everything in Facebook world, but I still think there's this, like, I don't <laughs> want my profile mm-hmm. connected to this call not mm-hmm. or whatever. I think there's, there's a big barrier there that people, and that's why I don't know. I think Zoom will still beat them in the end, yeah. but the features, the features cool. I think keeping your work life and your um, personal life separate is going to be a big toggle for the two of them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there is something to the idea 
So we've talked with on your lot builders who have considered having private Facebook groups for people looking for land and then having real estate agents interact with them or people who have land for sale. I think there is something to be said about, but I just don't know why. Um, and this is from messenger, but originally it started out as, as rooms were, were rolled out um, as a messenger and a group option in a private group. I'm not sure that you'd want to stream live and, I guess it's just another quick, convenient way that happens to use Facebook to connect. But I'm, I'm with you, Andrew. I like Blue Jeans is one call platform that I just don't trust. And it's, <laughs> I have nothing to back this up on other than the only people that use Blue Jeans tend to be very high tech organizations mm-hmm. uh, like Facebook, et cetera. And it makes itself install a program just to run it. And then it runs in the background all the time. And I'm like, I just don't. Like, are you looking I don't at trust me? you. I don't know what you're doing or looking at. See a delete every time after I get done with Blue Jeans call. Mm-hmm. So there are certainly people who feel that way about Facebook as well. That makes makes a ton of sense. But yeah. I think that the feature of being able to share those to a page could be some use of like what you're just talking about. Like if there was a video group chat Zoom equivalent, they could then share mm-hmm. that to a page. Um, yeah. With the yeah. Tool. And I think... I think there's everything but the live part. I think creating a video mm-hmm. conversation, and that's why people thought originally this was more of a house party competitor of having multiple people come in, kind of like we're, we're on a call right now. We could maybe just do this podcast in a room in Facebook. I do think mm-hmm. there's something about that, especially with, with virtual events and just being apart from, from people. There could be a way to pull in lots of family members very quickly in that scenario, but... Anyway, just a, a general, yeah. another, another good PSA. The next one from searchengineland.com. Google is offering up upgraded Google My Business profiles with Google guaranteed badges for only $50 a month. This sounds like a pay for trust campaign that Google's... Like, like the cheap version of the Better Business Bureau. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Scam. Like. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not available for everything. It's really for local services, uh, house cleaners, etc. And it's it's not doing much other than verifying that they are who they say they are, like um, background checks, licensing checks. You know, so in, in our space, it'd be like, well, you can't say you're a home builder unless you've proven that you can build a house. I don't, I don't really. Okay. I don't know. Or yeah, you, maybe you have your contractor's license. Um, part of me wonders if they're trying to do this to cut out platforms that are trying to get in the middle of all these of all this too. Um, you think about like Angie's List or. Um, what's the other ones out there for local services? But that's the one. Are they um, are they eating mm-hmm. up all of the traffic and and eyeballs and then making too much money that Google feels like it should be in on? Perhaps I can see that. Google's in a weird spot. I feel like because yeah. they they are where you go to find things, mm-hmm. and they also have to keep the website people happy, the businesses, but they also want to make us happy, the users. It's, yeah, and they have, balance. well, LinkedIn, I, I keep forgetting Microsoft owns LinkedIn. I was going to say they don't have a viable social network. But in terms of advertising, LinkedIn has changed many things. Some would argue for the worse. I think it's overall for the better. But their ad platform still is awful, bonkers mm-hmm. to everyone else's. So they don't have a way to, to monetize that really. Mm-hmm. And the LinkedIn, uh, you can you know have a subscription service on LinkedIn. Those are all ridiculously expensive. I, 
They are. I used to like be 10 a, bucks a month. I'd probably just, okay, whatever. Yeah. Forget about it. I, and I, I, at one point I was a LinkedIn gold member, maybe five years ago. And I, and I think I spent like $200 for the year or something. And now it's thousands of dollars. I just think they're like 50 to a hundred a month, depending on for the real if you're a recruiter, ones. then right. I guess it makes sense to be able to find people. But like, if I don't like, yep. they should somehow get it from everybody. Some so amount what, of money. what this really means doesn't mean much, but the addition of a blue check mark, kind of like a, a or a green check mark, similar to a blue check mark on Twitter, will that improve your your click through rate? You know, does that simply make it look more attractive or interesting? You know, originally it was those who have star ratings are more attractive than those who don't. Is this just another way that the Google can throw that out there? But at the end of the day, it feels like um, it feels like they're removing some feature set that should be there naturally and then adding it in to charge us a monthly fee. So Sneaky. keep an eye on that out there. All right. For a change of pace, let's go to marketingweek.com Coca-Cola to cut zombie brands. Sounds zombie. terrifying as it looks to weed out the poor performers. <laughs> yeah. Coca-Cola has promised to weed out brands that are not working and streamline, streamline its innovation pipeline as it looks to recover from the pandemic faster than its competitors and the global economy. So Coca-Cola has been in our news off and on. Uh, they were the first ones to say, hey, we're getting rid of put, putting a pause on mass advertising that's brand focused. We talked about that. And they mm -hmm. recently said, hey, social advertising, we're putting a pause on that. Now they're talking about just flat out getting rid of some of the brands in their portfolio. Coca-Cola has not just beverages, but but snacks and or is That's that like Pepsi? Brands. I feel like Coca-Cola. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, they have food that, as well. Yep. Yeah. So the, so I put that one in there, you know, they're cutting it based on, so like 98% of the revenue is from a small portion of the brand. So they're looking at things that are less than 2% of their total revenue because mm -hmm. each of those brands still needs support as far as people. And it made me think about like, I wonder like the cutting floor plans and things like mm -hmm. that, like just getting rid of them. There's some in, in my little community that I live in where like there's two of like one floor plan that was built and talking to those, those, uh, the family members that live there, it was like a nightmare, like problems that no one else had about build process. I'm like, Oh, I wonder it's just cause they've never built that thing. Like they built it twice in both of our communities. They should have just gotten rid of it. At some yeah. Point. There's yeah. all kinds of efficiencies out there. There's, there's floor plan selections. And I think I've told that story where it, when we were acquired by NVR, one of the first tasks for the management team was take your 40 or 45 floor plans and you need to come back with like eight to 10. And they're like, we can't do it. This is going to be so hard. And you get in there, you look at the take rate, what, what has been selected most often and 90% of the list could go away immediately. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't worth having. And we, we, I think we solved it all in like 45 minutes. We really sat down with the data That's and crazy. talked through the buyer profiles that each plan was trying to serve. It, it really was not that big of a deal. We've, we've also talked in many places recently about design studios. I hear more and more builders saying, nope, you can't come to the design studio. You don't need to because you don't get to pick everything anymore. You just choose package <laughs> A, B, C, or D, and then we build it okay. for you. And, and that's not surprising. I think the other thing in terms of I land like opportunity, if you have enough locations in your marketplace, Maybe you don't want to do business anymore unless the margins are right in that place that has a three-month permitting process and constantly has you go back and make revisions because there's too much business to be made in this other place that makes it really easy to do business and get things done. 
definitely things to be thinking through. Same on the marketing side. There's, there's very little reason right now to be doing a lot of those things that you might have been doing. The thing about Google ad strategies in particular to get just those extra, you know, one to two sales a month. No, turn, turn them off right now and go focus on content and, and user experience and making the whole system work better. So I think that's, sure. you can always find a good way to bring in Coca-Cola. Yeah. And in conversation. I'm guessing this other one came from you because you're semi-obsessed with TikTok these days, Andrew. Uh, yeah, from adage.com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the content. Well, some of the content I like that that has come from it, but there's a lot. I'm like, this is garbage, trash. Mm-hmm. Like this needs to go away. And then just the whole like spying on you pretty much. <laughs> like it's <laughs> terrible. I'm like, people don't really know about that, which is weird. But all the TikTok ads I've been displayed, which is like TikTok for business. Mm-hmm. Like it's just littered with comments about like, get this Chinese, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to repeat everything they say, but I'm like, okay. So the people that are getting shown these ads are aware of like the privacy issues with it. But then the uneducated part of me is like, are all apps like this? And this one's just got this bad rap right now. Like is Facebook just as guilty as Twitter, is Instagram, like, and all these other apps on our phone just as guilty as TikTok. But TikTok is just the, the one that's getting the... Yeah, and I attention. think what we're, when we start talking about this, it's with full understanding that we're prob- probably going to show up on some list of, of anti-China in terms of government <laughs> watch list. But the difference is not, there, there is no, privacy is not a thing. And that's where mm-hmm. the, all, even I heard today on CNBC, which I listen to a lot in the background as I'm working, mm-hmm. People arguing about all the new privacy laws that we need and data portability and yeah, give more consumers more control over their data. That is all just a ploy to get companies no longer in trouble. Like you can't get in trouble if the law is that the consumer owns all their data and what happens to it. Because then when you let consumers make the choice and they pick the simple, stupid choice, okay, you can't like. I gave them the choice. They did it. Like they could take their data away anytime and they don't. And Facebook started doing this before, right? It was like, oh, you can opt out if you go to this. We made this place with four clicks away from a place you never go and you can turn this stuff off. They didn't choose to do it. So I think at the end of the day, what they're, the reason they're calling for more and more legislation and even being funded at times by companies you would think are not for it is to make it less their problem when things go wrong. It's well, the consumer had the choice and they opted not to take it. This is similar to how many home building manufacturers and organizations heavily lobby for changes in, in rules for local housing codes and national housing codes. Because why do you need to buy, I'm just going to make up a product, my insulation or my, my um, roof shingle? Well, because the codes require it and we're only one of two brands that offer material that meets this coding requirement. So anytime you, but so, so the, the main thing coming back here is there is a, there's an easier path. I'm not saying it's, it's simple, but it's an easier path to getting Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn to becoming more transparent. We can't do anything uh, to a company that is, that is based in, in or run out of China and good or bad organizations that are in China are, are almost by definition somehow partially owned by the government. And so that's, that's the main concern is this black hole of, I mean, now what's interesting though is that TikTok really doesn't like this. And I think that's also funny because 
Andrew, all the con- content on TikTok that you find entertaining. Do you think any of those people showing Mentos going into Coke bottles, which hasn't this happened for the last 10 years already on YouTube and everywhere else? I'll still see yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, those people are not the kind of people who care if China's watching. No. Well, it's definitely a different you know, style of like say, entertainment, I guess, on TikTok. But it's still like just a derivative of YouTube or something. If you go back to like old school YouTube, it's all like from that. That makes any sense of what I just said. So TikTok just enabled like this slight variation of of entertainment on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the article from adage.com, you know, TikTok founder races to save the app before Trump bans it. So Trump says he's considering banning the app. Now we're getting into the world of politics, which I especially despise. So you also have this angle yeah. of all things from China bad, all things from America good, which is obviously silly as my well. My desk is from China. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Doing this. <laughs> but, you know, there, there is no simple answer. I just think right now, TikTok has no ad platform that's worth paying attention to anyway. It's about creating organic viral content if you can. If so this is all much ado about nothing, really. The platform is not profitable, doesn't sell or have an easy way for 8 million small businesses to, to run ads on the platform yet. It's kind of like, I don't think it's going anywhere. Nothing's happening and no, no one really cares. I mean, for every one person who's deleted the app because of their concerns about China, another, another 100 people right now are, or 1,000 people are adding it. Which I'm not, I'm not saying is right or wrong. That's just the world we live in. It's the world. Do you think there's a spot for builders to be on TikTok? We could. No. Spend, no. What about individuals that are entertaining that work at builders? No. Bo from Stylecraft, if you remember. No. Yeah. All right. There you go. My answer is no, because no. there's no, the, the algorithm, the way it works, there is not a convenient or way that most people are using to search for content. It's whatever shows up. And you can have, it goes back to context. Like I, I haven't listened to Gary Vaynerchuk in probably a year or two, even though he, I've got his shoes on my wall behind me. He has a lot of good principles, but I, I would really love to hear how he talks about TikTok in terms of context these days. That's probably a homework assignment for myself because there is no context. I'm just swiping through a rando wall of things that are coming to me. And sometimes it's look at this cool vacation spot, then Mentos and Coke, then a funny dog trick, then a stupid human trick, then pizza being cut in half. And so then suddenly, if an amazing salesperson with great home insight shows up, okay. And then, yeah. Remember, we've talked about content in terms of sitting forward and and leaning back and content you're leaning into. You're you're leaning back, you're sitting back watching TikTok content just come your way. I have had zero impulse to buy anything based upon seeing it on TikTok. It's not that I think if you're, and this is not about home building whatsoever, but I think for TikTok, people could could get excited for TikTok for the building side. Like it's not the context of who it works for is like, I think I shared in the group, like I love this person on TikTok and she's a singer. She does these videos. I think it's finally now making its way to Facebook. So you might see it. Um, she's Indian and her husband, you think it's her dad, but it's her husband talking to her and she's singing these, she's doing covers of songs that we all know. And he as an Indian. It's, it's yelling back at her playing the piano. It's hilarious. Awesome. But she is a, she's an artist. She's a musician. So she's just getting traffic to her YouTube, to her Instagram from TikTok. 
something. So it's, right. she stays I, I on the internet. Like this, is the, this is the equivalent of banner ads in 1999. Look at mm-hmm. all the people. <laughs> Look at all the people. That's num- big numbers never get me excited. Going viral in reality, most of the time, even like you guys watch Shark Tank ever? Uh, I used yes, to. I love Shark Tank. I feel like the vast majority of the people on that show, Bryce, are like, we had this one hit wonder moment where we went mm-hmm. viral. And are the sharks impressed by that? Do they say, oh my gosh, then it's, it's all over. We should invest in you because you sold a bunch of units in one day. It's like, okay. And how have your sales been since that one moment? Oh, they've Thanks. sucked. We're trying to find another way to go viral. That's not a business plan. That's not a long... I mean, so I, the only way I would say no, Andrew, is if you were, you were just doing it because you enjoyed it and you were very, very careful about what you did and why you did it. But again, those words to yeah. me don't go with TikTok. Yeah. Like strategy and careful planning and thinking in TikTok. Okay, <laughs> not cool. Not Slash that one out. <laughs> Good, that's a fun one. And I'd love for someone to disagree and write in and or call in I, show do you convert or if or there's a builder in. with amazing TikTok content just for the entertainment. But if it's taken away from making the video walkthroughs with you providing the narration over it yeah. and all those things. And it's like, why are you doing that? $500 cash prize for someone who Ooh. will let me see all of your data, as well as your amazing story about how TikTok is working for you. If I've, I've done this before at the first summit, I gave away a drone because I, I said, mobile websites all suck. Show me a good one. Someone showed me one that was good and I gave him a drone. So nice. I think we should put that like in the title or something. $500 giveaway. Yeah, or five hundred dollars TikTok he? giveaway. That'll really confuse people. <laughs> that will be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the news. All right, this week's the answers to last week's question of the week are based around working from home. So the question was: If you have recently switched to working from home, do you prefer working from home exclusively, a hybrid, or working from the office? Surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly. No one chose that they only want to work in the office. Oh, man. <laughs> and I think that's, that's probably because that hasn't been what we've done as a society for the last, uh, certainly five, maybe 10 years. The majority of people with a smartphone or a laptop have been doing some type of hybrid work. So maybe that's the other point there. But the 80%, I think, is the number said home office hybrid. And then the remainder said working from home exclusively is something that they would prefer. And we've got a couple of comments to read through here. Uh, Beth Phillips, I feel like I get a lot more work done because people can't pop in in the office. So she prefers to work from home the majority of the time. Still like seeing people, of course, um, but it's better to connect one-on-one, brainstorm together um, than virtually at times than you would when you're in person because people are popping in and out. Angela McKay says, I like having the choice. Having the option to go to a nice air-conditioned office is a good thing some days. Do they not have air conditioning in Vancouver? Maybe maybe Uh, that's not a thing. I feel like some older homes might not have AC up there. Like, right? Yeah. Or maybe she likes it really, really cold. And that's just (laughs) crazy to do at home. I don't know. Maybe that's good. And I do do think more and more uh, that offices are another perk. I work for a company that has a place to go should I choose to go there, but I don't have to. Um, so more of a WeWork scenario in terms of everyone's office yeah. looking and feeling more like a WeWork. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if that will change 
Marshall Road. And then Martha wants to humble brag and, and lets us all know that she has worked hybrid for years. <laughs> By the way, she's always working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's always working. Exactly. She's okay. a, she's an OSC uh, award winner, OSC, who I think more than anyone I know takes pride in being responsive at basically all times of the day. So that's not a all test. Time. Don't go waste her time. One. <laughs> Let her no, be. I think She's I think busy. seeing people in real life is the like the important one. But I think for mm-hmm. Beth, if maybe I don't know if I, if I don't go out of the office, my office here, then the only humans I see are my little ones, little gremlins, mm-hmm. and then my wife. So it's good for me to if I go to the gym, like that's my okay. I saw people for today. I'm good. Like I didn't say hi to anybody, but I saw other yeah. people. <laughs> I'm set. Well, my my family is going out of town without me for a week. Uh, starting on Saturday, because yeah, I've already so. been on vacation, uh, both a long vacation for a week at the beach, and and I've taken a couple other days off. So don't feel bad for me that I can't go. And I'll, but I I'm telling them, I keep telling them, like I'm gonna miss you guys, and they're like, sure you are. You're gonna eat your steaks and nap and watch Netflix, do whatever you want to do. And I was like, yeah, that's fun for a day, but I don't go any, I don't see any other human beings except for you guys. I can't see my parents because of COVID. So. No, please don't. Can you just go for like two days instead of a week? Um, it's a it long is, time. It is different mm-hmm. in that in that sense. And I don't. Go, I have said this before. I don't really like people, so it's weird <laughs> to say that. I don't get my energy from from large crowds or spending time with. I don't think people would would know that about you. Oh yeah, they would. <laughs> they would know that. So. I like talking about the things we talk about when we get in groups. That it, it counteracts me not really liking people, mm-hmm. but I. When I say not liking, it just means I don't get energy. Like my wife could talk to each one of you individually for an hour and come away just feeling like amazing, energized. I would feel like I just ran a marathon and I need a nap oh, if I talk yeah, to two people for, sure. for an hour and a row. Sure. Right. Especially one on one, because then there's even more feedback coming at you in, in a real human situation. But Okay, this week's question of the week is talk to us about your ad spend. Um, The other interesting thing going through that year-over-year transition is that most of the builders that we work with right now are spending about 10% less than they were in January or February. So uh, some of them took those budgets down when we weren't sure what was going to happen, 10 or 15%. A lot of people returned those and now they're pulling back again because, oh my goodness, too many leads coming in. Nice. So you you still up, you down, you you're sitting even. There is no right or wrong answer because it's what you need to to get happening. Just curious what everyone out there is seeing and doing. That's it for us today. You can call in with your questions on this episode or any other to 404-369-2595 or email them to show at doyouconvert.com. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we're on online.
have the first part memorized so well, but I I can't. Julie, do you want to? Do you have it pulled up? You want to read it? Yeah, I have it up. You have it up. Go for it. Me? Me? Go for I it. I want Bryce or okay. Julie to read it because yeah, we have enough of our voices. I okay. read the word. For published articles, blog posts. Well, you got to pretend. And... You got to pretend like we started from the beginning. So that'll what? do it for this week. Oh. Okay. That'll do it for this week. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out dyc.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. This is so awesome. We're going to have a, a blooper reel. So you can't say dyc.com because that doesn't exist. That takes you to the Detroit Yacht Club. If you oh, go to dyc.com. <laughs> oh, do, do I you convert? that first part too so you yep. can call? Dang. Oh, sure. Yeah, do the whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, let's do it again. Any other? We're gonna we're gonna record the there. video on this part too. This is awesome. <laughs> no, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. We tried to buy dyc.com a couple years ago. It's so owned much. by the Detroit Yacht Club, mm. and they don't want to sell, even though it looks like a GeoCities page from two thousand one or so. Yeah, we were Ideal Hyphen Homes forever. We couldn't buy Ideal Homes. The first time we tried to buy it, they wanted like something crazy and finally i think they went out of business so we got it (laughs) this is like a hidden track we don't always do this but if you've if you've listened past the music we're going to add this part in so one of the builders we worked with they asked me what they thought about a domain name change from something longer to a shorter one version of their brand and i thought i said that's pretty good Mm -hmm. and then like the next day sends me an excited email i bought it and it was only like 20 grand and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh my gosh. What are you doing? Not, well, not I didn't say, it. you didn't tell me that part. I thought it was already available. They left that part out. Uh, I didn't say mm. it was worth 20 grand. Dude. Oh I, I feel like this Detroit Yacht Club has to be going out of business sometime. Yeah, you would think so, The right. site's not even working. Half of it's not working. Uh, boating's, at, boating's at an all-time high. Everyone's boating. In Detroit. Yeah.